We are so excited that this latest message from Truth Movement Church can meet you where you are today. This message from TMC will help you to apply the truth of God's word to your everyday life. It's practical and powerful. Enjoy his word. Amen. Let's put it. Y'all ready to put in some work? Let's turn to the book of Nehemiah, chapter 1, verse 1, NIV. Second week of our rebuild series. Was anybody blessed last week with the start of this series? Yeah, that was weak. I'm very encouraged now. It's all right. Nehemiah chapter 1, verse 1. I feel like before we get too far off into this rebuild, um, that we have a, a short conversation today, I think is extremely important. Um, the information that we're going to cover on today that we... Um, we grasp it and we understand it. So I don't plan to be super long today. Um, that's always my heart, my, my intent. But I want to make sure that we're on the same page before we start rebuilding. Amen? <clears throat> um, go ahead and sit at Nehemiah chapter 1 of NIV version. Uh, we're going to be pulling from there. Uh, Simon is there for today. Um, a, a few months back, we noticed that uh, our refrigerator of 12 years uh, stopped cooling, and at best, it would get to lukewarm. We noticed, like, the milk was, you know, I like my milk to be a certain temperature when I eat my cereal. And uh, we noticed that it was a little bit warm. And um, so we call a, a professional uh, to come out and take a look at our refrigerator, and um, He's there all of about 20 minutes. I can hear him in, a, in their kitchen doing some stuff. I think I was in there talking to the kids. We were having a conversation about something. And <clears throat> he calls me in there, and he says, all right, sir, um, you've got some decisions to make. <laughs> That's never good when they tell you you have a decision to make. Uh, he tells me because of the, the model of refrigerator that I have uh, and the age of it that um, I, I could choose to rebuild it. Um, I could choose to, to, to you know, put some, some new parts in it, uh, and that was an option. Uh, but he suggested that I just go get a new one because it was going to take a, a significant investment. And I started to think about what he said to me um, because um, you oftentimes hear that when it comes to objects. You know what I mean? Like when, you, when you're talking about a car or something like that, it's like, uh, you know, the, the engine's blown. You might as well go get a new one. You don't rebuild it. He's telling me about my refrigerator. Well, you know what? This is going to take a lot of work to rebuild it. Um, you should probably go ahead and get a new one. And I started to think about that logic and how dangerous it would be if I applied that same logic to my life. If I applied that same logic to my life, that I would just go out and get a new one, and it's too, it's, it costs me too much to rebuild, how big of an issue would that be? So I, I started to, to, to think about this thing, and, and, and when, when something breaks in our life, when something is damaged in our life, rebuilding is not an option. I'll say that again. When, when something is damaged, when something breaks in my life, rebuilding it is not optional. I can't just go out and get a new one. Because, because here, here, here's what happens. And we have somebody like this in our life. Everybody does. Everybody can say, 
Um, they, they, or they got this person in life where they can say that um, when, the, when the blank happened, they have never been the same. Ever since blank took place, they have never been the same. Ever since he walked out on me, I've never been the same. Ever since they got let go from that job, they have never been the same. Ever since that thing that you said to me, our relationship has never been the same. And what, and what they're saying is, is that the person who was on the receiving end of whatever it was never took the time to rebuild. They thought rebuilding was optional. I don't need to fix it. I'll go get a new one. We were watching, uh, actually Cody was watching this uh, documentary, this little documentary thing. <clears throat> and it was on the Orlando Magic. It's yesterday. And it was going or chronicling the, the, the beginning of the Orlando Magic. And this is in the heyday, right, when they had Shaq, Penny, um, they, they had Nick Anderson, right? You remember that? And they had gone to the finals. In the very first game of the finals, <clears throat> which was a defining game for the Orlando Magic to see if they were going to be a team of the future, they end up losing. But the reason why everyone says that they lost is because Nick Anderson missed four free throws in a row. That is unheard of. He missed four free throws in a row, and they ended up, like, spiraling out of control after that, and they never could get the thing back. And they say, because Nick Anderson missed these four free throws, it all spiraled out of control. But here's the big part that, that I was left with. They interviewed Nick Anderson, and he says, you know what? That thing took the, that thing took the dog out of me. He said, I had a bark, but I had no bite left. Listen to me, y'all. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get something across to you. Nick Anderson basically said, I was unable to rebuild from there. So his life was, his career was never the same because he was never able to rebuild. Listen to me, y'all. When it comes down to relationships, when it comes down to you having um, um, intimacy and, and, and all these different things, if you're unable to rebuild, guess what? You're a shell of yourself. You will become a shell of yourself if you're incapable of rebuilding. And here's the thing. I don't think that we're unable to do so. We think it's optional. I, I, I don't need to do the work. Oh, God. I don't need to do the work to fix this. I, 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 don't, I don't need to, 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 to make sure that we establish our relationship, our marriage, based upon godly principles. Even though we started out wrong, we don't need to rebuild it, and it's just going to be bad from here. I want you to understand today that when you started off wrong, and when it's broken, and when it's damaged, and when it's been hurt, you don't have an option. You've got to rebuild it. Can I, can I give you some more on that? God does this work. Oh, gosh. God does this work in the Garden of Eden. He establishes a relationship. But man couldn't stay in a relationship. Man has become incapable of rebuilding their relationship with God. So God says, listen, I'm going to give my only begotten son. Because for God, rebuilding the relationship wasn't optional. He says, I'm going to give you whatever I got to give you to make sure we rebuild this relationship. And I'm trying to listen to me. He says that, listen, I made, I made man in my image. Oh, gosh, y'all. I made man in my image. 
He's like me. So he, listen to me, he doesn't have an option, y'all. He does not have an option. Whatever it costs, you have to try to rebuild it. Listen, after they walk out on you, you better rebuild yourself. After, the, after, the, after, they, after they lose, after you lose trust with them and they lose trust, I have to rebuild myself. They wronged me, but I got to rebuild myself. I have to rebuild. And what I love about God, because he's so smart, he gave the body. Oh, gosh. He gave the body the ability. Oh, he put it in you already. But we feel it's optional. <laughs> I don't have to rebuild. You ever, you ever, you ever here's the thing. Now y'all going to start getting out. You know people who haven't rebuilt. She used to be so bubbly. <laughs> she used to be amazing. She used to, she used to just, just bring light into a room. But when this happened, <laughs> she hasn't been the same. Listen to me, y'all. I want you to walk out of this thing today understanding and knowing that rebuilding is not optional. I have to rebuild. Listen to me. I'm not, I'm, I'm not getting at, you know, if the, the relationship's bad, it is bad. But what it does to you, the impact that that bad relationship had on you, you have to rebuild. Listen to me. It, 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 it cracks me up. It's because we, we, we can, professionally, we can have these different bosses or whatever, and they're terrible. Just because you lead people don't mean that you're good at it. That's that'll preach next week. <laughs> but we get, listen to me, we get into relationships and we get into settings where people misuse us and mishandle us. And because, when we, and because we don't do the rebuild before we get into our new position with our new boss, who is a blessing to us, we're a shell of who we used to be so they don't get the best me because I never rebuilt from the last situation. Let's get a couple little points. <laughs> Let's go to verse one. <clears throat> Can I say one more thing on that? I promise you, <laughs> move on. <laughs> Rebuilding is not is not an option. It's not optional. <sighs> but I'm not going to say it's easy. It takes a special special person. To rebuild. You listen to me, you've got to be in tune with yourself. <laughs> I I have to know what has been taken from me in order to replace it. Oh God, I'm, I'm, this, I've I've got to know. Okay. I, I, I said I was gonna be short today. I promised I was gonna be short today. Let's go to verse one. The words of Nehemiah, son of Hikaliah, in the month of Kislev, in the 20th year, while I was in the citadel of Susa, Hanani, one of my brothers, came from Judah <clears throat> with some other men, and I questioned them about the Jewish remnant that has survived the exile, and also about Jerusalem. They said to me, those who survived the exile and are back in the province are in great trouble and disgrace. The wall of Jerusalem 
is broken down and his gates have been burned with fire. Point number one, write this down. Address the damage. Say that with me. Address the damage. Due to the rebellion of God's people, um, God's people being the Israelites, the Jews, um, God allows his chosen place, the promised land, to be invaded. Um, And during that invasion, the walls that surrounded Jerusalem have been torn down and the gates have been burned with fire. The scripture that we just read, in addition to that, the people have been taken into captivity. So the, the, the promised land has been destroyed. The, the promised people have been exiled out of the land and they are in Persia. The scripture that we just read um, took place in 445 BC, which was 141 years after the initial invasion. 141 years later, after the initial invasion, the walls of Jerusalem are still torn down and the gates have still, still have the effects of being burned with fire. Some of me and my buddies have been able to go back to the homeland during this 141 years. Um, there were some kings that came into place that allowed the people to be um, released from captivity. So they, they released them in waves back to the homeland. And, 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 and they had gone there, Nehemiah's buddies had gone there to visit the homeland to see how everything was going. And, and they come back and tell Nehemiah that our people are in great trouble. It's a disgrace. Because even though they had been released from captivity, even though the oppression was off them, and, and they're back in the land in the place that they should be, the damage that took place 141 years ago still had gone unaddressed. He, oh gosh, he says that they're in great trouble. Shout great trouble. He does not mention, when he says that they're in great trouble, he does not mention the fact that they had started to rebuild on the inside of the city. They were building houses. They were, they were, they were replanting their farms and, and, and they were you know, rebuilding a society. But he says they're in great trouble because they had not addressed the damage. Listen to me. You can rebuild all you want. And, and, and this is the reason why I had this conversation. I felt like after we walked out of the conversation last week that we, we're going to rebuild and we're going to start a great work and I can't come down. But until you address the damage that has been done by the last invasion, you better not rebuild yet. He says, listen, they failed to deal with the damage. The, the, you know, after they had came and invaded the land, they never dealt with the damage. And now they're trying to rebuild. They're building, they're rebuilding, they're building houses and they're doing all this different stuff. And they're accomplishing and they're doing all this stuff. But they, they failed to address the real issue. They haven't rebuilt the walls. And the reason why that's so important <laughs> is because if I, if I, if I just... Oh, gosh. If I just fix my finances after this pandemic and after I I rebuild my career after this pandemic and I I restructure myself socially after this pandemic, after we get out of it and I don't address the fact that I was impacted by it and how it made me feel, 
Some years down the road, I will start to notice gaps and lapses in the way that I respond to situations and things because I never addressed the gaps that I had in my wall. He says, Nehemiah, they're in great trouble. He said nothing about what they had established and what they had built and what they were growing and the families were getting bigger and they were getting more money, but they had left holes in the wall. He says it's great trouble. Shout great trouble. It, it, it cracks me up that he, he, he didn't, you know, say like, Nehemiah, this might be an issue. No, he said with certainty, this is going to be a problem. And if I don't address, watch me now, if I don't address the loss that took place and how that made me feel, if, 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 I, if I don't address me losing them in this process and how that made me feel. If I, if, I, if I don't address the hurt that came along with how I, 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 I saw this thing go down, if I don't address those things, if I don't rebuild me first, don't try to build it. I've got to rebuild me because it did damage to me and it has to be rebuilt. What, what you said to me hurt me. And I've got to rebuild the wall here first before I start to build over here. Okay. Try to address the damage. Let's get some more. Let's go back to verse one. I, I got, I want you to be able to see, and I, I believe this is my, I don't know if this is my home run point or not, but I want you to be able to see and, and to be able to assess what broke in you. I can't fix the broken wall unless I know what's broken me. You see, when it was snatched away from my hand, when they were snatched away from me, when things were disrupted, when things changed, it broke something in me. And I've got to be able to rebuild that so I can go rebuild it. Because if I don't do it, if I don't do it, it'll be 10 years from now. And there will be this gaping hole <laughs> in your personality. There will be this gaping hole in your emotions that has been undealt with and has continued to grow and has continued to fester and has, and, and has, and has called you all of these issues because you didn't rebuild it. What broke? In me. I'm telling you, you have to be able to be to, to, to self-analyze when I'm, I'm, I'm saying this stuff to you. Maybe this is too heavy for right now. Maybe I need to get you on the couch and lay you down and start talking to you like a therapist. <laughs> what broke in me? I was, uh, oh gosh, I, I, prom I'm, I made, I was, went to my brother's funeral. My brother, my older brother, my only brother. <clears throat> and um, I had been talking to my mother <clears throat> the entire time, and I was very intentional about making sure she was good. 
So I've been talking to her while I was here and we were planning the funeral and I made sure that I was the one responsible for, you know, putting everything together. Ma, you don't do it anything. I've got it all covered and, and, and it was a burden for me. I mean, it was heavy. It was, it was one of those things where you, you just had to deal with it. And I'm, I'm, you know, continually asking my mother, Mom, how are you? How is everything? I'm fine. This is what, you know, it's, it, it's in God's hands and, you know, all these different things. And, and we get to the funeral and she's still fine. She looks, she seems to be fine. And, 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 the, and the moment they opened the casket and she saw my brother, she lost it. She was keeping up appearances and saying, God bless you, and, 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 and it is all good, and it is all God, and all those different things. But she did not take time to assess her to see how this thing had damaged her. So when she got to the moment of truth, she lost it. Listen to me. Let me tell you something. Death hurts. You don't have to hide it. It damaged me. And the moment I hear it, it damaged me. So let myself deal with this. Let myself start to heal. Let myself go through the process that God has put inside of man to do. I have to allow myself that space because if I don't, there will be a gaping hole somewhere down the road that just doesn't make sense. So then if I don't address the wall, right, if I don't address the wall, then it'll be small things that will come up that will remind me of the gaping hole. I got to stop, y'all. Okay. Let's get to the second point. I'm going to push quicker. Let's go to uh, verse number two. Hannah and I, one of my brothers, came from Judah with some others, other men, and I questioned him about the Jewish remnant that had survived the exile and also about Jerusalem. They said to me, those who survived the exile are back in the province are in great trouble and disgrace. The wall of Jerusalem is broken down and its gates have been burned with fire. Point number two, secure what you rebuild. Say that with me, secure what you rebuild. In verse three, it says, um, Hananiah says to Nehemiah that God's people we're in great trouble and disgrace. Um, and, and what he says there um, is, is a bit funny to me because he's not excited about what they've built. He doesn't even mention it. He just says that they're in great trouble. And he says it with a certainty that you would only understand if you lived in that day. Um, Cities in that day, it was extremely important um, in, in those days. If you built a city, if you were going to deem yourself a nation, um, that you had walls. You built a wall around your city and what you had because that was your defense. The wall was your defense. And Hanani comes back and says, um, listen, God's people, even though they have their freedom, even though they've started to rebuild, it's only a matter of time before something big takes place and they lose everything. Because they have not rebuilt the wall, the wall that is extremely important for their protection, they haven't rebuilt the wall. And what I'm afraid of, Nehemiah, is that they haven't secured, watch me now, they haven't put the border around what they're building. 
And it's only a matter of time before the enemy comes in and takes what they have because there's gaping holes in the wall. You, you ever start, I'll, I'll do this. We, we get an opportunity to do, me and my wife, an opportunity to do a lot of um, marriage counseling. And we spend a lot of time diving back into what you come from, um, you know, your idea of marriage and, and all of these different things. And essentially what marriage is is that you're building a life together. You're, you're building something. So we try to show you, we talk to you about godly principles and all those different things, and you need to make sure that you ma- your marriage is designed after God's design and all those different things, and people come together and they try to build. But if, here's the thing. If, 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 if you don't have a security blanket around what you're trying to build, the enemy sees you as an easy target. So we start talking to them. We talk to couples about what you've been through and what your, what your family uh, history and, you know, it, it, or do marriages last in your family and all these different things. Because here's the thing. If you don't deal with the damage, you're an easy target for the enemy. So, Wanza, why, why am I having all of these issues in my marriage? Because the, the, the border that's supposed to be around you, you haven't built it. So it doesn't matter what you try to build together. It's always going to be under attack. It's always going to feel like a, a burden. It's always going to feel like work because I'm fighting an enemy that has access to what I'm trying to build. So until you rebuild the wall and close the gaping holes. Oh, gosh. Okay. Here's what happened. When I rebuild and I'm building something and I don't rebuild the walls and I don't have my protection in place, I'm always worried about what's going to happen. If, 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 here's a funny thing. You ever um, come in contact with a couple where one of the two have cheated or something along those lines? And we don't do a good job at dealing what took place and how that impacted me and how it impacted you? And then several years down the line, I still feel like you're doing something. I feel like it's only a matter of time before this thing all falls apart because, I listen to me, I never rebuilt the wall. I have to, I, listen to me, I have to have that protection around me. I have to have that wall around me so that what I am building stays intact. Scripture says that the enemy comes to Oh, I got a couple church folks in here today. (laughs) Still, kill, and destroy. He comes to still, kill, and destroy. And if I don't have a wall surrounding me, if I don't rebuild the damage, I'm an easy target. It's funny, you think about the things that you bring into a relationship. Believe it or not, here's a, here's a funny thing. Believe it or not, we, some of us have been damaged by our parents. And I have to understand that I've been damaged by a parent. Because if I don't understand that, I'll bring that into the marriage that I'm trying to build. Listen to me. Hanani says they're in great trouble. Because it's only a matter of time before the enemy shows up and he tears down everything that they're trying to build. 
I have to rebuild the damage that I have there. I have to rebuild that relationship that I have there because I want to make sure that the enemy doesn't have access to what I'm building. Okay. Let's get another one. Y'all getting anything? Verse 3. They said to me, those who survive the exile are back in the province and are in great trouble and disgrace. The wall of Jerusalem is broken down and its gates have been burned with fire. Verse 4. When I heard these things, I sat down and wept. For some days I mourned and I fasted and prayed before the God of heaven. Point number three. Be moved by what should be. Say that with me. Be moved by what should be. When Nehemiah hears that God's people were trying to carry out their lives without rebuilding the walls um, that they so desperately needed for protection, the text says that he wept. It says that he even mourned. Um, because Nehemiah knew that they were living beneath their privilege. He wept because I know if they serve God and they love God, they should have more. And it wasn't about what they were building on the inside. It, it was about what they had not built on the outside. And, and, and he, he says, listen, God's people are living beneath their privilege because they're trying to build something and they're always worried. They don't have any peace. It's, it's, it's funny that as we transition out of this pandemic, how the mind works. Because there's a bit of anxiety to, that's, that's associated with the future. <laughs> Am I going to be able to reestablish myself? Are we, able going to be, are we going to be able to, to create another sense of, of, of normalcy? Are we going to be able to get this thing done? Are we going to be able to replace all of the finances that we lost? There's this, there's this worry that's associated with the future. Nehemiah says, listen, God's people shouldn't live in fear. He, he, he says, listen, if, 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 if they don't rebuild this wall, they're going to be in constant worry about an attack, about the shooter, the next shoe that's going to drop, the next issue that's going to come. If there's going to be another pandemic, they will never move. They will never continue to grow. They will never build the way that they're supposed to because they're worried about the next thing. He says that God's people are living beneath their privilege. Because God's people, and oh God, this is so good. God's people have to live in peace. Jesus says, my peace, I leave. So if I'm a Jesus follower, follower, I should be walking through this pandemic with peace. I should know that I'm going to exit this pandemic with peace. Your enemy wants you to feel as if it's not going to work out after this thing is over. He wants there to be a certain amount of uncertainty about the things that you're getting yourself into. And what I'm telling you today, if that is the feeling that you have, you're living beneath your privilege. Listen to me. I don't care what you're building. I don't care what you started. I don't care what you're trying to establish. I'm talking about peace. Can I say this? 
Your enemy doesn't care if you build it if you don't have peace. He, 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 does, he, he doesn't care if, if, if you get it and you don't have peace. Nehemiah says, listen, God's people are living beneath their privilege because the enemy has robbed them of their peace. And if I don't rebuild the wall that surrounds me, I'm not living up to the God standard. Because I can have so much more. It's not about the things that I can amass and the the wealth that I can gather. It's not about those things. It is the peace that comes along with it. I... (laughs) I oftentimes, I don't want it if I can't have it with peace. You can keep the mansion if I always got to be worried about it. Listen to me, y'all. The enemy would love for us to come, I'm talking about us sitting in here today, to come out of this pandemic worried. What's going to happen next? Are we going to have enough? Will I keep my job? Will the relationship work this time? The enemy wants us to exit this pandemic in fear. They never talked about everything they had done. They never talked about it. They they didn't talk about any of the accomplishments that they had made. All he talked about was the wall that had not been built that they needed so desperately for protection. God wants his people to live in peace. I'm I'm not, not, can I say this? I'm I'm not created to carry fear. Your body can't handle fear. Your mind can't handle fear. We don't know how to process it. That's why Jesus says, my peace I give to you. Listen to me. I think it's great. And we're going to continue in this series. We're going to start building some stuff. And we're going to do all those different things. We're going to rebuild and all that. It's going to be great. But first, I have to address the damage. Because when I build it, when I start this thing new, When I start this family, when I get on that new job, when I build this new house, I've got to do it with peace. So, yeah, we're going to build. We're going to rebuild it. But we're going to do it with peace. Stand to your feet. Thank you for streaming the latest message from Truth Movement Church. We pray that you found something in God's word that you can deposit into your heart for future use. To stay connected with our ministry, like us on Facebook or Instagram, or learn more about us by visiting www.truthmovementchurch.org.